0: Governor Scott Walker narrowly lost his bid for a third term. But the man who led the Republican Revolution in the Badger State and beyond leaves a lasting legacy of significant conservative free market wins. MacGyver News Service brings you conversations with the people who worked alongside or served The governor, during some of the most tumultuous days in Wisconsin history. From the massive protests that marked Walker's signature legislation, the Act 10 collective bargaining reforms, to the mega once-in-a-lifetime Foxconn economic development deal, Governor Scott Walker made his mark on Wisconsin policy and politics. The people who know him best share their stories about these times of impact. The Walker years on MacGyver Newsmakers. She survived colon cancer, a throng of angry left-wing protesters, and three general elections in four years. It should be crystal clear by now that Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish is a fighter. Sometimes even the hardest fighters go down to defeat. Such was the case on November 6th when Governor Scott Walker and his running mate lost at the polls for the first time in eight years by a razor-thin percentage. Do not think for a moment that Rebecca Clayfish's fight is over. It goes on and we now are honored to be joined by the lieutenant governor of the state of Wisconsin for a little retrospective on an amazing eight years. Good
1: morning. I feel like there should be music or something. Mm
0: -hmm. Maybe so. Something orchestral. Well we can do that in post-production.
1: Okay fantastic.
0: (laughs) Well, first of all, let us uh, talk about just what transpired. Again, uh, less than 30,000 votes separated. We've talked to the governor about this. Uh, You know, you have a surge of conservative voters coming out more than you did in 2014. That should have been enough, but it wasn't this time around. Thoughts uh, on what just went down in the state of Wisconsin at the polls?
1: Well, it's hard to look back and be reflective, as I mentioned to you before we actually (laughs) started with microphones that were hot, because we have to fight on another day. I mean, when, when you look at what Wisconsin is facing tomorrow, we have a statewide Supreme Court election again. And while it's great to sit around and lick your wounds, it's more important that we get up And no rest for the weary, uh, turn around and strategize about how we are going to assure that we have a good conservative majority on the state Supreme Court for the foreseeable future.
0: What do you think was the thing? Was it a death by a thousand cuts? Was it pre-existing condition nonsense? What, What was it?
1: I don't know that it was death by a thousand cuts, but I think there were a couple cuts. I think pre-existing conditions was definitely one. As you know, I am a colon cancer survivor. I had a really yuck, dramatic story in my first ever political race, my primary back in 2010. I had my chemotherapy in the middle of all of the death threats and the protests and I remember the radio host who mm. joked about whether I was wearing a wig or whether I just had horrible hair.
0: The liberal radio Yes, host, the liberal. No, it, it was not
1: one of our, our good conservative fighter friends. Um, and the gross stuff that they said that accompanied that um, – in the middle of me being the only lieutenant governor in national history to face and win in a recall election. I remember all of that stuff. And so my pre-existing condition is very vivid to me. And so when I talked about this on the campaign trail, it was with tremendous passion. And I've spent the last eight years actually talking about this because I think it's important to destigmatize uh, all sorts of cancers and battling them and also, you know, give some give some enthusiasm, give some optimism, give some hope Mm -hmm. to those who are battling either chronic or other uh, very, very difficult diagnoses. And so for me, The pre-existing condition fight was very plain, and we were clearly on the right side of history because I'm very fearful, as someone with a pre-existing condition, of what Obamacare will do after 10 or 20 years. You need to look no further than the United Kingdom, which canceled 50,000 surgeries this January alone and last year basically told people who were overweight or smokers, sorry, folks, you can't have a surgery at all. Mm -hmm. This is what uh, socialized medicine does. This is the direction the Bernie Sanders, um, Asio Cortez, uh, socialist Democrats or Democrat socialists uh, would like us t- to go down. And for someone with a pre-existing condition, that just plain out terrifies me.
0: Well, you've spent the last eight years fighting against big government. And yes. now, in the last few years, several years, we see this move not just to big government, but socialized, single-payer systems, full government control, cradle to grave. And it's one thing that I think made you and the governor, national leaders, in this great debate that is going on, and that is independence versus dependence on the government. Walk me through, if you will, the first heady days of 2011. You just talked about it. You touched upon it. You're you're going through the fight of your life. You've already been through the political fight of your life in a five-way primary, and now you get this diagnosis. And now, pretty much on day one or before day one, you and, and Scott Walker are elected, and the left wants your political head, some of them want more than that.
1: I remember it being cold. It was just so very cold. Uh, my side effect for chemotherapy was extreme cold sensitivity. Of course, that's the one I get. <laughs> and anytime I even walked too fast, uh, my face would have uh, temporary paralysis. It's just a side effect of the colon cancer chemo. And so I remember being very, very conscious about wrapping my whole head in a scarf because even at that point you were fearful of people photographing you and putting it on wikipedia because obviously people edit those on google images and you know my face freezing in this horrible um, concoction of an expression would be a really rotten google image and would be a really bad wikipedia profile picture i suppose um, because that's how people sought to portray us and for me you know there was this weird medical circumstance uh, but i also had two little kids at the time. And Joel, as you know, my husband, state representative, Mm -hmm. uh, was on the Joint Finance Committee at the time. And so he traveled the state uh, with the roadshow of people in costume and people with protest signs who would scream and shout. And there was a time when he brought the children to the Capitol. I was busy. um, I'm always busy. And so Joel had the kids, and he brought them to the Capitol and the protesters were just merciless, ruthless to them. They were little. Hmm. They were four and seven at that time. And you don't soon forget people who seek to do harm to your children. And it's not always physical. Um, little kids are impressionable. And uh, words can be hurtful to children.
0: What did they say to your kids?
1: Oh, just stuff about you know what when it's me normally it's like gross sexual stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and you know that's the funny thing Uh, children are taught in school to google now Uh, Mm -hmm. you and I did not have that as a research tool we went to the library Um, now imagine what my children uh, googled when they learned how to google Mm mm-hmm and all the words they came home and and asked me about and all of the things that the internet said I had done you know these kids are four and seven it was an eye-opening moment as a parent um, and also a policy maker because I honestly believed in what we were doing I came from the private sector my husband came from the private sector the private sector had been enduring a very deep recession and how fair is it that the only segment of the economy that doesn't go through a recession is government? Mm-hmm. It was uniquely unfair the way things were going. But what ended up happening, and funny enough, it was MacIver that that put the number out there, the $5.3 billion saved on Act 10 about a year ago. Um, it is a great irony, I think, that uh, as we did a correction and assured that all of the economy was treated equally, Uh, Governor Walker will probably never get this credit, but he is the one who assured that all of our government employees will be okay in their retirements. Isn't it funny that our finances are secure now, one of only three states in the entire United States of America with no unfunded pension liability, while we look over to the East Coast, while we look to Detroit, while we look to municipalities in California and see bankruptcy declarations and see... 75-year-old firefighters being told, hey, thanks for running into burning buildings and risking your life for decades on end, knowing that one day you would be okay in retirement, being told, hey, we're going to have to cut your retirement in half. Sorry you're on a fixed income and all. Sorry that you're 75 and you're going to make awful, difficult, challenging choices. But, you know, a bunch of politicians made a bunch of promises and they didn't fully fund them. So sorry. Ironically, Governor Walker wasn't there when the promises were made to all of our government employees. He wasn't the one making them. But it ends up that over history, Governor Walker will be the one who keeps them.
0: Well, look at the different trajectories. Look at just to the south of us. Oh my gosh. Illinois, what's happened there. Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish joins us. I know your time is extremely valuable. Uh you still have the duties of Lieutenant Governor to take care of, and that is a full schedule every day. So (laughs) we'll uh we'll come to a a couple of closing. I
1: try and give you a good value, Matt.
0: That's what I'm doing here. You are value added. (laughs) That's what I've always said. You are value added. Um you, you I think you touched upon it. Uh and maybe that's it. Maybe it's fixing the government morass that you ha- that you came into. I mean, you came into a three plus, maybe four uh, billion dollar budget shortfall. It's close, yeah. Uh, you know, you came into complete disarray. And the fact that within very short order, this administration was able to repair that through the budget repair bill and the accompanying Act 10, obviously that was not appreciated by the union throngs because they had something to lose in this but who had something to gain in this? The taxpayers, I've said it many times before, the taxpayers of this state finally got a seat at the table they never did before when it came to negotiating contracts. They finally got that. And as we have noted, the savings, the tools that were used in these local uh, governments saved a fortune and allowed them to do things they never dreamed of for so many years. So with all that in mind, And that big signature policy that this administration brought to Wisconsin and the nation, what is the legacy of the Walker-Clayfish years in the state of Wisconsin and nationally?
1: I think nationally, that's probably the biggest piece of it. But when I look at my time in office, that's not the biggest piece. I spend a lot of time in the lieutenant governor's office on my specific areas of issue advocacy. And well, in the beginning, undoubtedly, we were focused almost exclusively on economic development because our biggest challenge was trying to find enough jobs for the people. Today, our biggest challenge is trying to find enough qualified people for Mm -hmm. the jobs. And I've prided our office on always staying two steps ahead of our biggest Wisconsin challenge. And so yes, right away I started making cold calls, and I'm fondly known as the outside sales manager for the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, but we have changed the way site selectors look at Wisconsin. We have changed the way the international economic development community looks at Wisconsin We have become a leader in the Midwest. My goodness, Foxconn chose Wisconsin as its destination. It is a mammoth, just changing project that will alter the trajectory of our economy for decades, maybe generations to come. That's exciting stuff. But as soon as we knew we were on a steady economic path, our office switched to the lion's share of our schedule being focused on workforce development. That meant everything from using the levers of government to get more folks from the sidelines of our talent pipeline into it, welfare reform, Uh, some of the the great work we did on the Task Force on Opioids Abuse. I've chaired for eight years, you may not know it, the Task Force on Minority Unemployment. Mm -hmm. I started Small Business Academy, which is a completely free half-day seminar for women and minorities and veterans who may be considering Starting their own business, becoming their own boss, and joining Wisconsin's economy in a new way. I started the Governor's Small Business Summit. The economy and assuring that we have enough workers in it has always been a focus, but because I believe in economic freedom and that has been a focus of our state over the last eight years, I think that we have attached a lot more people to that economic freedom, that wonderful prosperity that they can taste today, Some, in some cases for the, the very first time. The work that we have done in the Lieutenant Governor's office on connecting folks who are returning to society after being in our corrections department with the skills they need in order to reduce recidivism and help them to become taxpayers has been very rewarding. Our work in the disabilities community, making sure that folks who may happen to have a disability have opportunities to jump into the traditional economy and begin to succeed, and how our Division of Vocational Rehabilitation has done extraordinary work in assuring that both the federal partners and state partners are working together to help lift people up so they can determine their own future and how to reach their own American dream. Our next challenge, Uh, is one that I have tackled in the last two years and that is going to be on making sure that all those workers that were connecting to the economy have a reliable and affordable place to stay when they get done with their job every day. So I've focused a lot on homelessness and affordable housing and I would urge uh, the, the next team that takes over here across the street at the Wisconsin State Capitol to focus on playing chess, not just checkers. This is not about two moves ahead. This is about the next 20 years. And if we want to do the next 20 years right, we've got a plan. And that means not just a great economy, not just a great workforce, but also a whole life of prosperity.
0: So then, finally, what is next for Rebecca Clayfish? What comes next for a lieutenant governor whose state and national stature uh, is pretty, pretty clear uh, in terms of what you've been able to accomplish these last eight years on both fronts? What's next for you?
1: Hosting Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe you're maybe you're the is, most difficult challenge yeah, you, is, you'll face.
1: This is the first year we've done it, and my mother-in-law just kills at hosting <laughs> holidays. And um. I offered because I thought this would be a really good way to take something off of her plate because uh, my father-in-law has some health challenges. And I thought, well, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna take Thanksgiving off of mom's plate this year, and so. Uh, That is what's next if you want me to be completely honest with you. Um, I have to find a job, and I'm an intellectually curious person. And so finding a job that's challenging for me after – Observing and taking on huge challenges, statewide challenges, over the last eight years is going to be a challenge in itself because I want to do something that is going to continue to make a difference, that is going to continue to allow me to stretch my mind and um, continue to allow me to be a good example for my girls. I think it's important that they see me in a role that makes Makes sense uh, for a a woman who wants to make an impression, a woman whose ministry uh, will hopefully outlive her. Um, That's important to me.
0: Well, I think you're a fantastic example and a fantastic role model uh, for all of the things that you have accomplished politically, but beyond that, as a person, as I've gotten to know you over these uh last 8 years as someone who has been the biggest uh supporter and advocate for Wisconsin.
1: Thank you for not saying cheerleader.
0: I was not going to say cheerleader, but you are indeed God bless you man. You are indeed one of the great <laughs> advocates for the state, its small business community and uh, its people. And that's from someone uh, who, you know, became a Wisconsin resident many years ago, of course. So, Lucky you. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for your time. We wish you the very best uh, in your future endeavors. And we look back with uh, a great amount of success, a great amount of uh, accomplishment. Uh, the last eight years.
1: And it's awesome to reflect, but uh, let me also remind you that it is very important that we actually remain focused on the future because we have a statewide Supreme Court race coming up, and that is going to be an essential point of focus. And I know it feels like I'm just driving and driving and driving uh, and on to the next thing, but listen, we can't sit around and You know be in the doldrums and get grouchy about what happened we need to use this as a moment of motivation and we need to do better and we need to work harder because if we don't identify our weak spots they will continue to weaken and we're going to become soft as a party. And we can't allow that to happen here in the state of Wisconsin where the Republican Party, the grand old party, was founded and where Governor Scott Walker changed the course of our state's history for the better. I think our legacy deserves the opportunity to see great conservative justices on that Supreme Court so that our extraordinary progress cannot be tampered with
0: lieutenant governor rebecca clayfish always on to the next thing and our newsmaker on this edition of macgyver newsmakers